Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Bovey from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Matthew Bove, Matthew Smiley is the current Bills special teams coordinator. Will he be the Bills special teams coordinator in 2024? Yeah, I think he will. And I think most people will probably be surprised by that answer. But I don't get a sense from hearing those press conferences that they think Matthew Smiley was the reason why the special teams at times struggled. He might end up being the fall guy, but like the special team struggles, Tyler Bass missing that kick has nothing to do with Matthew, Matthew Smiley. Nothing. And then the fake punt, I was listening to New Heights. Do you listen to New Heights at all with Jason and Travis Kelsey? No. So it's you know, one of the most you know popular sports podcasts sure. in the country. I was listening because I wanted to hear their take on the Bills game. And they both said, even though we don't know the answer to this, they both think that it was a check into the fake punt because there were 10 guys on the field. And that a lot was of not, that was had, not the case from what we were told in the locker room. Oh, it was not. Okay. So I wasn't in the locker room. I was in the interview room after the game. S- Sam Martin told us when he ran on the field, he knew it was a fake. Okay. He just, I don't think he knew what fake they would run. You know what I mean? Like he knew it was a fake. He, I don't think he knew how they would do it. Like that's, that's the check. But yeah, but he said to us that it was a fake. Well, so that was the, their point. And, and real quick. And for that matter, just Sean McDermott said we weren't stopping them. That's why we faked it. He didn't say yeah. we faked it because they had 10 guys in the field. So I guess maybe they're saying that it was a check to what they did because they were trying to get a body on a body and swing yep. it out to that side. And maybe that's what they were doing. I, regardless of what it was, I think it was a stupid decision because you have Josh Allen. And if you're going to go for it, just let Josh Allen go for it. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's strictly Matthew Smiley decision. I think that's a Sean McDermott decision, especially the way he talked in the press conference after the game. Like you were in the locker room. I was in the press conference room and I asked about the decision to do it. And then I asked about why not just keep Josh Allen? And he said, you know, that's a fair point, but the element of surprise is something we were going for. I just, I I just, I don't think that's a Matthew, Matthew Smiley problem. It's not, but Matt, there were a lot of problems on special teams this year. There were, there were, I am. And I will tell you, I think Matthew Smiley is a fantastic human being. And, you know, he served in the military. He cut his teeth 
in this league coming up under Heath Farwell. He treats all of us great. And you know what? I can absolutely get behind anyone like Sean McDermott who says injuries hurt special teams maybe more than anywhere because you're taking guys from special teams and putting them on offense and defense. So now you got to, you know, you have a depleted special teams unit and that's really hard. And I agree with that because they have such little time compared to everybody else to kind of get everything set in practice. So I am not calling for Matthew Smiley to be fired. I think that he did a good job up until this year where the numbers were uneven, but this is a bottom line business and they mm-hmm. had a lot of issues on special teams this year. It started week one with a punt return against 12 men on the field against the Denver Broncos. Yeah. You had missed kicks too many of them. Um, in what October, November, Bass was for some reason not that good. And then all of a sudden, again in the late last couple seasons, he or last couple of weeks, he missed some as well. Um, Sam Martin was um, incredible in December. He had a bit of an uneven year before that. Uh-huh. I just think there were too many Denver. They gave up some big returns <laughs> in that game, yeah. if you remember. So yeah, I'm I just sm- think it all adds up. I'm smiling because as I'm sitting here thinking about Matthew Smiley, I'm thinking about the return that they gave on the first play of the game against the Patriots coming back to bite them. And I'm thinking, wow, I think that was the only return they gave up. And they got, obviously, the return from Deontay Hardy the next week against the Dolphins. It feels like an eternity ago that they lost that week one game against the (laughs) Jets. And I, I don't even, until you said it, I don't know if I would have remembered that they lost on a punt return in overtime. What a ridiculous game. And and in London, they had a punt partially blocked. I think there was another one earlier in in a different way. Again, I, I don't have to go through the list. And yes, Deontay mm-hmm. Hardy, that matter that was great. I just take a look at it and go, man, can you, like if you run it back, like those are things that really, really need to be cleaned up. It was not just one kick, obviously. No, and if you're, everything you say is super valid. I just am doing this more off of a feeling than I am off of a what actually happened because he was pretty quick to say to kind of deter the blame away yes. from Matthew Smiley when asked about Agreed. it. And I, Agreed. that to me, that to me was more telling than I know sometimes you have to do that, but there's ways of doing that where you kind of tell us what you're thinking without telling us, without actually saying it. And I didn't get that sense for him. Like here's a good example. This is completely, you know, unrelated. But I get the sense that Gabe Davis never plays for the Bills again off of the way he talked about it, off of the way the coaches and Brandon Bean talked about it. They didn't, nobody actually said it. It's just you get the sense that, like, okay, that's probably a guy who's leaving. Same thing with Leonard Floyd. Probably a guy who's not going to be back here next year. And once again, nobody said that. You just kind of get the feeling of that the way they say it. When we brought up Matthew Smiley, I didn't get that sense. I got the sense that he's going to be back. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree about it. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say he should be fired. I just wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Sometimes mm-hmm. you look at, look at the giants. You know, I was kind of surprised that Brian Dable fired Bobby Johnson. They're very, they're good friends, but you have to do that sometimes because it, it just yeah. doesn't work out. Right. And and that's what the business is. Yeah, it is. It's just, I don't know. They've had, how long has Matthew Smiley been here? Two years as the special teams coordinator. Yeah. He was the assistant before then under, under Heath. Farwell. He was, yeah, he was the assistant until Heath Farwell got fired, and then now it's him. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just they don't have great special teams players. I, I don't know. Again, yeah, and, and again, I'll go to I think it is something to be said for when you have so many injuries in offensive defense, you have to use your special teamers, which means you have to use other guys who aren't normally in those spots sometimes uh, mm-hmm. to be those guys. So, yeah, we'll see. Before we wrap here, um, let's talk about some of the coaching moves. You mentioned it earlier, Jim Harbaugh. All right, here we go. Jim Harbaugh 
in LA taking over the Chargers. Uh, is this a huge difference to you? Is that are the Chargers suddenly contending with the Chiefs for the AFC West? I think so. Well, not contending with the Chiefs for the AFC West, but I think they're definitely now a very legitimate playoff contender. I think they were anyway, but when you've got that quarterback with some of the other players that they have there in, you think the Bills' salary cap situation is bad, the Chargers' salary cap situation is just as bad, but young quarterback and a coach who is a very proven winner. I, I do not think that Sean McDermott should have been fired or that he should have moved on, but if all of the names out there the guy who I think I would have wanted for the Bills is Harbaugh. Harbaugh or Ben Johnson, I would have said, are the two guys because I'm very much like a, hey, your fastball is your offense. Surround your offense with people who are smart offensive minds. Everywhere Harbaugh goes, he wins. I know people don't like him, but I think he's really good at coaching. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A couple other moves. Vic Fangio out in Miami as defensive coordinator. How surprised are you? Well, it's surprising because it felt like when they got him, that was such an addition. There was so much fanfare around it. It was, wow, look at this guy that we just got. Vic Fangio with Jalen Ramsey. That, to me, was the biggest addition. I, I thought Vic Fangio was a bigger addition than Jalen Ramsey was to their defense. And then their defense was decimated with injuries. But even before they were injured, they just never lived up to the expectations that they had. So now it's somebody else, if it ends up being Brandon Staley, it's Brandon Staley with a guy with the defense that has a lot of talent, but also a lot of lingering injuries that you don't know how quickly Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips and Xavier Howard, like Xavier Howard has taken continuous steps back in his career. Is he still the same guy that he once was? They, there's a lot of questions for Miami on that side of the ball. And, and can I also say that if it's Brandon Staley, like how good was his defense in LA? It stunk. Mm -hmm. I know. And they the had talent he, there too. He's the guy he's, he's the defensive coach and, it mm -hmm. wasn't good, and I know they had injuries there too. But man, it was not good. Teams just teams were able to run on them really well. I mean, the Bills at the end of the year didn't as much, but um, the numbers weren't that good. As far as Harbaugh, as far as I'm concerned, Jim Harbaugh is a culture changer. He's going to go in. Mm -hmm. He's going to change that culture. I might give it one year. I don't know how good they'll be because they do have to reset and they do have like issues around the roster. <laughs> I think in a couple of years, though, that's a team that's going to be contending with the Chiefs, I think, for the AFC West. If they can figure out some of that salary cap stuff, because I do think he's a good coach. I think he's a culture changer, and I think that uh, that group will respond to him. Um, another one. So who would have thought that Brian Callahan gets a head coaching job before Lou Ramaruno, Lou Anarumo out of Cincinnati? Yeah. But that's the case. Remember when Lou Anarumo was the hot candidate last year, but he doesn't get mm -hmm. a job. He's the defensive coordinator. But now Brian Callahan does. He goes to the Tennessee Titans to be their head coach. Yeah, and it looks like they promoted their quarterback coach to become yes. the offensive coordinator. So it's very similar to what happened with the Bills a couple of years ago, where Brian Dable was the one that got the job. I mean, he and Leslie Frazier always were kind of getting head coaching buzz, but Callahan goes to Tennessee, and now they got to figure out things with their quarterbacks coach and see how that transition goes. It, it did not go well. Spoiler alert for the Bills. And then there's Bill Belichick, who I think he's going to get the Atlanta job. But honestly, like they're still interviewing people. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Is it a bit weird yes. to you? It's weird to me. Oh, yeah. Like the fact that it hasn't happened yet. And, and they're still interviewing people. And 
like, I don't know. What's the holdup? Here's a guy who cannot take a year off. Like Bill Belichick's not taking a year off at 72 years old and coming back and winning the all-time wins record. It's not going to happen. Do you think that he just takes a job to take a job if he doesn't get it? Like if he doesn't get the Atlanta job, does he just take the Carolina or Washington job just because he would rather have a job than nothing at all? I mean, I don't think Washington's going to be open to him. I think that's going to be Ben Johnson. But yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything about that. Maybe Carolina. He could. Yeah, he could do that. Carolina could yeah. be the job. Who's in Carolina? Who are they? Did Bobby Slowick? I think is he? He's been the guy they've been yeah, maybe interviewing, yeah, right? The, if that's, that's the name, I that's, I can't can't yeah. remember the names maybe in that group. But yeah, I mean, there, there's some still some big things to be decided around the league here, and it's super interesting. Um, is there a way names. he doesn't get any of the jobs? I is guess there, that's what I'm wondering. If he doesn't get Atlanta, I feel like he's not going to get one. Well, then if he doesn't get Atlanta, and that means probably Vrabel does. Is Vrabel a candidate there? I haven't seen his name attached. Did they interview him? I, I think they might. I feel, I feel like they did. I'm gonna you talk. I'm gonna look yeah. this up real quick. Uh, yeah, I, they might have. They've interviewed like everybody. Give Atlanta credit. Like they, Atlanta, Atlanta's doing their due diligence. And actually, yeah, <laughs> it, six I, minutes I, ago, six minutes ago, we have interviewed Mike Vrabel for our coaching position. Oh, I love it. See, I didn't. I was just sure. prog- I was prognosticating here. All right. So listen. Um, last thing, we'll get you out of here, everybody. It's Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. It is 8.51 p.m. We are recording oh, this. No. Buffalo Sabres starts uh, <laughs> two hours. The game, Matt, is scheduled for 10.30 p.m. But what I read yeah. was, I think they're going to they're gonna honor Anze Kopitar, I think, in L.A. Yep. So it's actually mm-hmm. going to be a 10.45 p.m. Eastern time face-off. Mm-hmm. Matthew Bove, how much will you watch? Do you ever notice when I go like this off screen that I'm yawning? Because I have a child. So if I ever, if you're watching the video and you see me just all of a sudden lean over, it's because I feel like it's a little bit rude to cover my yawn fully on camera. So I just do it off camera here. I will do what I tried to do against the Ducks. And then I immediately fell back asleep because I was like, this ain't worth it. Against the Ducks, What I, this is terrible sleep hygiene, by the way. My wife goes up to bed and I said, she's in bed as we speak right now, probably reading a book. I said, I am going to take a nap on the couch and set my alarm to wake up at 1040, watch the game, and then once the game is done, go up to bed. So I'm going to try and do that. All right. I don't don't know if that'll work. I am just – I have a really hard time unless I immediately – unless I sleep through the entire thing, if I wake up during any point from 1045 until 130 when the game is done – I will be thinking about what's going on in the game, and then I won't be able to actually sleep because I'll be thinking about what's happening. So that's why I'm like, I'd rather just stay up and watch it and then push through tomorrow, basically. I would love to stay up and watch it. I actually watched all of the – well, I'm sorry, almost all of the – I went to bed before the Sabres even scored a goal. There was nine minutes left, I think, when I did, and they finally scored uh-huh. with like five minutes left. Um, I don't think I will. To, I'll watch like the first period tonight. But part of it is, yeah. Matt – just because they're not good and it stinks uh-huh. and it's just, it's not worth it. If, if this was, I'm not even going to bring up 06 or 07. If this was like the 2011 team, 10, 11, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I guess they watch this team. Right. I mean, yeah. You're in a playoff race or in the playoffs, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just, it just feels different. You, it's like, eh, I don't know. Do you watch the Yankees when they're on the West coast? I do actually watch the Yankees, but I won't step all the time for every inning. Sometimes I'll fall asleep watching the game, but I do try to watch as much as I can whenever they're on the West Coast. This is what I, when the Yankees are on mm-hmm. every day, 
the game is on somewhere in my house. One of the TVs in my house will have it on. That way, if I walk in the room, I can look at it and see what the score is and then decide if I want to kind of, or I'll, you know, keep it on and watch the whole thing maybe, but it is, mm-hmm. it's always on somewhere. I don't know the last time I watched a full baseball game on TV. I understand that. I, I don't know if I ever have. Well, that's not true, but it is, it's been years. I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan, but like, not that big of a Red Sox fan. I, I casually like the Red Sox. I want them to win, but at the same time, when they lose, I have no emotion. I, I just don't care. And that's kind of an amazing way to be a fan, by the way, because it's so <laughs> different than everything else that I've ever had in my life that the Red Sox just kind of happened to get good. Kind of like, started kind of like apathetic about it, really. It's just like, eh, well, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like if they win, I'm like, wow, that's great. The team that I like wins, but I don't treat it nearly yeah. as much as most people would treat you know when their team is good and then when they're bad i'm just like i don't care i'm not watching the games anyway like i couldn't even tell you who started at every position for the red sox last year and i playoff baseball is so much better than regular season baseball but i just don't and my brother-in-law is the exact opposite he wakes up they have something on mlb network where they play like yeah pieces of the entire every game from the day before In the morning and he like mm-hmm. yeah he it's like NHL it. on the fly. You ever watch NHL on the fly? It's the same thing. I love hockey, and I, that to me is even don't care, don't <laughs> care. Just I, I, I don't watch know. that in the morning. It's pretty cool. You get it. It's actually really cool. You get all the highlights and goals from the night before. So it's very cool. All right. Well, if, yeah. if people are uh, by the time you hear this, you probably already watched the Sabres game, whatever that result is. So what's your prediction? You we let's see. We can hold yeah. ourselves accountable here because <laughs> we can predict this before the game, and all then right, if either of us is even remotely close, what's your prediction? Uh, Sabres lose. I'll say same score as the Anaheim game, four two. Okay, I'll say Sabres lose. Ooh, five one. LA has a good record, but they haven't played well lately. I guess so. I mean, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, we had a lot more content coming your way wherever mm-hmm. you pod. Always game day in Buffalo. And, of course, on the South Sports YouTube channel. I want to thank Mike Robbie doing a great job producing, as always. Uh, Matt, you have a good rest of your week, and uh, you and I will catch up next week. We'll dive more into you know all the free agents the Bills have. Well, we have coaching news by the time we do the next podcast. Yes Bills or no? coaching news? Yes. Yes. I don't know if it'll be coordinator news, but I think we'll have news. Mm-hmm. We'll have some sort oh. of staff news. Cool. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Talk to everybody then.